You're listening to The Big Finish Podcast, release date the 20th of June, 2021. You will meet me at these coordinates. It goes without saying that you will not be late, I detest tardiness. And if you are stupid enough to deceive me, you will of course die. Painfully. Welcome back to a full Big Finish podcast. Yeah, after last week's summer holiday cutdown version, we're back. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, and here's what's coming up this week. Yes, yes, yes. Quite a tortured theme running today. That was torture the running. running. Uh, in a moment, we review our latest reviews, giving them reviews of the reviews when they've been reviewed. Uh, this time, it's Torchwood, The Crown. Ooh, what they thought of that title? Yeah, yeah. Watching ITV. What a sad and sorry creature. The most intriguing instance of insanity. Uh, then it'll be time to delve <laughs> behind the scenes. ITV's not The Crown, that's Netflix. With yeah, Torchwood, the five thought. people you kill in Middlesbrough. Victoria is the queen. Is is I I don't know what I'm talking about. It's ITV. Whatever. It's written by Yvonne Hartman herself. That's right. The five people you kill. Torchwood. There we go. Middlesbrough. A pretty normal day. Light drizzle. Buskers. Unemployed actors handing out cereal bars. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Victoria's that's the, the queen. That's just the, the most <laughs> random statement from Benji Clifford ever. Vic, uh, Victoria's uh, the queen. Uh, 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 I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, hot on the heels of that, you'll be delighted to know it's listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com in stereo. (laughs) (laughs) And then a special extra feature will give you an exciting Torchwood tease, the double tease, of the first few minutes (laughs) of The Five People You Kill in Middlesbrough. Just because it's so good. Get on it. Next up, the good old Randomoid Selectatron randomly selecting a random Big Finish release. And then we give you a 25% discount on it. Hey, wow. I made one backward spring into my room and slammed and locked the door. And finally, for those of you who haven't caught up yet, we'll tease you with the worlds of Blake 7 and Avalon Volume 2 with the return of Colin Baker as Baben in Baben's Bounty. Um... Is there anything we want to chat about now? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you straight off. If you hear any chainsaws, explosions, uh, beeping, there's an electronic beeping sound. Beep, uh, beep, fighter beep. jets, uh, you know, huge dinosaurs made out of sort of... Oh, God, not again. Um, then, I do apologise, there's some building work going on. I've moved and I'm sort of in the middle of a sort of cacophony of various... Here, pass that, Emma, will you? Uh, yeah. Oh, the builders are back. Yeah, 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 mate, here you go. Yeah, just mind the old... Oh, no. Never mind. You have to knock that one over. It's supporting wall. Um, but yeah, so if you hear that, I do apologise. But yeah, I'm currently just sort of surrounded by stuff because I've got two rooms in one now. It's really weird. He's moved out and he didn't have the internet for a while. We nearly didn't have Benji. I've been it's, in the Stone it's... Age. It's it's really weird <laughs> when you when you don't have the internet. I don't mind if it never existed, as I always say. But when you've got like when everything in your life and, and yeah. life in general is now reliant upon it, you're completely in a bubble. It's really yeah. strange. And suddenly taken away. Where has the fire gone? Where, where has the fire gone? Um, one of the things that I, I think is really weird as well is you know like we don't have analog TV anymore. Like you just normally you could yeah. switch a telly on and you'd be like mm. right. I'm in business. Didn't yes. work. Didn't have TV either. I had to get the Skyman in to eventually do it. Skyman. So lucky I have Sky. Uh, who has Sky anymore? Not many people. Um, but yeah, 
So I've finally, got free sat. Free sat. Well, I wish I had free sat. I didn't have any sat. I had no sat. Um, you just get a free sat box, connect it to. There's a dish on the house, is there? No, oh, there is now because the the skyman oh, came and fitted the sky- it. So. <laughs> Sky, Skyman, Skyman, um, but yeah. So all at once, and it happened. Honestly, it yes. happened in in this. You know, within an hour, Nanosecond. suddenly I had internet and television. I was like, oh, it was. It was like, oh, finally, I'm back, back up and running, Benji Clifford, <laughs> bigger, better, badder. Uh, but anyway, Skyman. the Skyman is here. Why don't we ask the Skyman to sniff around and take a look at the latest reviews? And this week, as promised, it's Torchwood, the crown. Gideon, I love. Will you tell me a story? What kind of a story would you like? Why, what else upon Christmas Eve but a really good ghost story? From Big Finish Productions, Torchwood. The crown. You are most welcome, sir, in this realm. We are Victoria. We are your queen. What a sad and sorry creature. The most intriguing instance of insanity. The ferryman stands in shadow and waits. The ferryman giggles, hungers and hates. Oh, the ferryman, he comes, he comes to carry away. All who behold the crown and disobey. Big finish. We love stories. So, we are alone now. Oh, we are never alone. Victoria's the queen. Victoria. uh, Harold's the king. Uh, just go to bigfinish.com oh, and type crown into the uh, search pane. Crown in oh, the yes. search pane at the top. Yes. And then you'll find this royal beauty right there. So first up, this one here from Cult Box TV, Rich Cross. Oh, yes. uh, infused with an apprehensive sense of malevolence. Jonathan Is that Bu- Rich Cross? He's, he's infused with it. He's infused, yeah. <laughs> and My co- name's Rich Cross and I'm infused with an apprehensive sense of malevolence. <laughs> Lightly waxed with tea tree oil. Um, Jonathan Barnes' script uh, hits the right beats for a Victoria, Victoria, Victorian Torchwood Christmas outing. Victoria's the queen. The wintry fireside of a devoted young couple, uh, complete with frail and uh, recuperating wife, the unexpected nighttime caller, the echoing corridors of a mental hospital, the alarming uh, narrated flashbacks. The word narrated was on two lines there, and I wasn't sure what I was saying. I wasn't sure quite what I was uh, saying. Narrated as opposed to (laughs) Narvin flashbacks, and a mystery that blends a conspiracy with a cruel curse. Uh, ideal late night listening in a yuletide with uh, little to recommend it. The Crown delivers some comforting, comfort, did it again, comforting listening. Uh, comfort, oh no, it's not. Some comfortingly distractive midwinter madness. Four stars, I can't read today. Four stars, one white one, five stars in total. How many stars we give this one, Nick? I think I've just said it. Five, six, give it six. Six, why not? Why give not? the review six stars, even though they've only given it four because we're nice like that yes of course what what rich is alluding to of course is that christmas everyone was pretty 
fed up, weren't they, with the mm. whole COVID situation? So is it a Yuletide with little to recommend it? It's interesting. Well, not anymore. Back at these not anymore. No. Well, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next Christmas. Uh, this next one's from Blog to Who. Julia Tibet says, Sometimes at Christmas, you just want to sit down and listen to a woman tell you a story of curses and monsters. You do? I do. I do. It's true. Uh, so let Queen Victoria, she's the queen, uh, tell you about the moss-encrusted, ever-following ferryman and a cursed crown. Cursed crown. Uh, the narrative is enhanced and with wonderful, I can't read either, Benji, so you're in good company. Thank goodness uh, for With that. wonderful sound design from Joe Miners and music by Blair Moatz, combined with direction from Lisa Bauman that heightens the creepy atmosphere. Jonathan Barnes has written an intriguingly cursed Christmas tale for you to listen to on a cold and snowy night as this year draws to a close. I reckon that's a six-star review. Yeah, that's a, that's a banging six-star right there. Yeah, uh, let's yeah. see what happens on winteriscoming.net. Uh, James uh, Agus, Agus, I never say it right, but I never. I know we have this I debate never, everywhere, I never and get I the, can't. We did have the correction, but we just. I in, can't find the email. Uh, James, if you're listening, do please right get in. in touch and just badger us until we get it right. Um, the Crown is a wonderfully atmospheric Victorian ghost story by Jonathan Barnes, and one that's perfect listening for this time of year. Recommended not just for those who enjoyed the previous stories with Queen Victoria, or even yeah. Torchwood audios in general, but for anyone who simply wants to listen to a thrilling and highly affected ghost story. We give yeah. this one a hundred Union Jack flags, don't we? A hundred of them. Uh, yes, hundred. Hundred. Hundred yes. Victorias. That's a good point they make. I mean, a lot of these torture dramas are are so sort of unique and interesting that you don't have to be into Torchwood to uh, listen to them. You could just, you know, just dive in there. I think of them a little bit like, um, sort of like you know, like Tales from the Unexpected mm. and sort of chronically things like that. That you you can you can confidently. What I would say is you can confidently grab a CD, give it to somebody, and say, just listen to this. And yeah, now they yeah. will get something good out of it and be like, oh, this is that was great. Rather than that thing of, right, well, before you listen to this, it's probably worth delving into this box set because you need to know the character. Yeah. It's like you don't need any of that. You don't even need to watch the TV series. Just, you know, go yeah. in there with an open mind and enjoy it. So it's such a huge, talented team behind Torchwood. Yeah, good drama is good drama. IndieMacUser.co.uk, Jacob Licklider says The Crown is a story which does not require any working knowledge of Torchwood. It's just, it's like you were listening to us, Jacob. All the previous adventures with Rowena Cooper as Queen Victoria. Victoria's the Queen. Meaning it becomes a perfect entry point for new listeners. It's, I, I can't believe we just said all this before I read this out. Overall, it is one of the perfect releases for the Christmas season and rounds out the year of Torchwood releases in a near-perfect fashion. Nine out of ten, but you see near-perfect, you see. Yeah. So we give this review seven out of ten. It's near-perfect yeah, Sorry, Jacob. Near-perfect. Yeah. Yeah, three points off perfect. SciFiBulletin.com <laughs> Paul Simpson says, One of the best tortured tales of recent time. Congratulations to all involved. 10 out of 10. Wow. wow. We give this review 21 out of 23. Yes. Uh, that's nice. because, mainly because there was uh, no full stop after the 10 out of 10. But there was a full <laughs> stop after involved, but not after 10, yeah. 10 out of 10. Should you know, maybe be, uh, it could have been a, to all involved, dash 10 out of 10 full stop would have done it. Yeah, I mean, surely you can do better, Paul. 
Come on, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It's just the the inventing grammar society. Yes, we just invent grammar that doesn't make any sense and impose it on people. And I hope when you read this, it's all in lowercase, apart from the e at the end of every word. Um, that equals MC squared. It does. On Twitter. At TARDIS Parrot, hello. Bonjour. Just listen to At Big Finish, Torture with the Crown. Wow, what an amazing release. Spooky, clever, atmospheric. I really must do something about the hyphenation in these documents. It seems to be defaulting. There are these hyphens in really annoying places. It's driving me bonkers. It's, it's bonkers, I tell you, bonkers! It's flow-destroying, isn't it? It's flow-destroying. It flow-destroying. That's the uh, title of my new Doctor Who adventure. Uh, spooky, clever, atmospheric. Wonderfully written by uh, Jonathan Barnes. Fantastic music by Blair Moat. Uh, expert direction and production. Uh, Liz Bauman. And James Goss, this uh, is the director. And James Goss is the producer. Really, really enjoyed this Victorian tale. Victoria's the Queen. Yanto Williams one says, "Torch with the Crown," another brilliant one from Big Finish. Spooky and fun. I just Ooh. wish if everything was tagged as that. It's spooky but fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, do you want well, to go to that well, graveyard? It's spooky but fun. I just had the- some breakfast. What was it like? Spooky but fun. Spooky, spooky but fun. Ghost pasta. Um, <sighs> not that you <sighs> have pasta for breakfast. I guess you could. There's no rules. That's the beautiful thing about life. That's true. That's true. I just had a flashback to uh, was it the last podcast? Yeah, it was when we when um, Survivors was selected. Yeah, with, with the famous owl. <laughs> When you said that for for series four, you did a bit of the background vocals. Hi there. (laughs) Hi there. Hi there. Hi there. Should be the new catchphrase. It was just that. It was. It was. It had to be said with slight. Hi there. Sort of like you know they're 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 sort of reborn cultists. So they're sort of very. Hi there. You know. Hi. As opposed to hi there. Hi there. Hi there. Yeah, I'm Benji and his acting degree here, you see. It really, you know, that that's on the featurette, actually. Uh, I talked for 45 <laughs> minutes on uh, just how to say hi there. Um, wow. And we, my, I give that 21 out of 23. My favourite thing about that actual box set, funnily enough, is there's this great, um, this great moment in there where Greg, uh, one of the characters and survivors, picks up the guitar and he says, ah, he says... I haven't played this one for a while and then he plays a song and then Jenny at the end goes oh Greg that's lovely and I had immense fun just replacing everything he was playing with really bad music or like <laughs> or like a ridiculous like horn although I think my favourite one he goes he goes I haven't played this for a while and I just added in a load of sounds like <laughs> like that and then she's like oh Greg, that's really lovely. Just you just did that to amuse yourself. I was just sitting there laughing. You just played, <laughs> and that's why the box it was delayed by three months. Um, <laughs> it's a flugelhorn. You know. It was just <laughs> ridiculous. Just me typing in badly played instruments and then pasting it in, and her just thinking, "Is he's either humouring him? Oh, Greg, that's really lovely." Did did uh, in play McCulloch? That's his name, isn't it? Did he play something in the he studio? D- he didn't. No, he didn't. Although oh. part of me, th- part of me remembers there was something about he'd written a song or something, but I don't know what happened to that. But no, in the end, um, I think I got my friend James to do it because he's really good at doing some sort of quite nice little finger noodling on the guitar with like yeah. very chilled stuff so I thought I'm finger all, noodling 
I'm more of a, a thrash it out sort of guitarist, but he's very cool with it. So we got him to do it, and it was, as Jenny said, oh. really lovely. Hi there. Hi there. Um, the uh, <laughs> the last little bit of review for the Crown is from at Tom Tardis. It's a good name. Good, good name. That's Tom. Good strong name. That. Uh, it's a familiar TARDIS. That's I don't know. I seem to recognise that word. Uh, just finished The Crown. <laughs> no, not that one in brackets, he says. And it's a brilliant Torchwood story that does lead me to ask for a spin-off from uh-huh. Big Finish. You could call it Torchwood, the Queen Victoria Chronicles. Yeah, I see what you it, did there. Victoria's the Queen. She is. <laughs> That's it for this week, anyway. Uh, more reviews next time, I suppose, really. We'll be talking about The Robots, Volume 3. That's three <gasps> robots there. Yeah. Oh, for the yeah. price of... Seven. 72. Coming up soon, listeners' emails, but first, let's delve behind the scenes with Torchwood, the five people you kill in Middlesbrough, as producer James Goss talks to the cast. I'm Tracy Ann Oberman, and I play Yvonne Hartman. I'm uh, Tim Bentink, and I am playing Alfie and Godfrey. Alfie is one of those um, northern politicians who, um, the the ones that are always slightly dubious, uh, have always got something to hide, um, who are never what you actually think that they are and have managed to get uh, to where they are probably through bribery um, or knowing the right people, not in any way through talent or being the good guy. (laughs) What's the most fun thing about playing him? The, well, the, when I got, first got the script and it had all these he-hes in it, I was going, what's, the, what's this This laugh when he's going you know, to trying to say really quite serious things? And I realised that, yes, he's, he is. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant little trick that there are those people who put those little grace notes <laughs> in the middle of what they're doing, where they don't, they're not, it's not funny at all. It's not the slightest bit funny, but they're <laughs> um, <laughs> playing for time, usually. Um, so it's lovely, beautifully written, um, and uh, is the is the key really to who Alfie is? Is that nothing he says is true? <laughs> and um, what is it like working with Tracy Ann? The only problem about working with Tracy Ann now is that we're not in the same room together, which has always been the best part. And I was just saying earlier that the, the funniest thing about working at Big Finish, and I know I'm not allowed to talk about Toby's lunches, but it is the crack in the green room and the chat and the talk and the laughs. Um, that we get. So we've been doing some of that, um, haven't we, Tracy? Oh, my goodness. I'm just so happy that you're here. <laughs> you are just the funniest. I was just saying before, I think in um, in in one of the Torchwoods, I think it was the New Girl one, apart from your brilliant Tommy, you played an alien who was living in a premier inn. You were a warlord alien who was fuming because he didn't have an, um, a fridge, a mini fridge, a mini bar in his bedroom oh, and the, the uh, kettle. It was Oh, my goodness, it was just brilliant. I mean, you're brilliant anyway, but oh, that oh, still up. makes me laugh, even in the darkest of lockdown times. I wish we were together oh, having lunch. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Very, very funny. You've got, you nailed that, Alfie, just perfectly. Somebody uh, promoted way above his station. It's always nice to be Yorkshire. Oh, you're so good at it. I'm Sarah Powell and I'm playing Mo Sinister, Crisis Response Commander. That's the full title. Crisis Response Commander. Very, very important, very important role. Mo thinks Mo is very competent. Mo 
doesn't really care. She doesn't really mind. And that's probably why they've put Mo in charge. Um, and uh, Mo's getting paid a lot of money and she likes her TV appearances a lot. That's a lot of fun. Um, but actual practical work, she's not so keen, I think. Do you think that Mo secretly has about four different phones and a lot of fired personal assistants? Fired personal assistants? Possibly. No, I think the personal assistants probably give Mo just one phone um, and the personal assistants are sort of running the shop. But uh, let Mo think that she is in charge, perhaps. But when she totally messes up, they just have to go with it. What's it like working with Tracy Ann? Well, it's like working with Tracy Ann remotely from my uh, from my upstairs room. Um, very personal, isn't it? It's, it's a very intimate and personal yeah, <laughs> relationship you're able to achieve uh, over this phone connection. It's very lovely working with Tracy Ann because we were at drama school um, a year apart back in the day, and it's very very lovely. Oh, and you were the one to watch. You were the star of that year. Beautiful. I- don't oh. know that that was true. It's the but truth. It's not the truth at all. It's but um, it's been it's been very glorious watching Tracy Ann all sorts um, of places. But it's very nice to. I think it's the first time we've ever done anything together. Yeah, I hope we do more. Yeah, so absolutely. Um, you you nailed that character. I mean, you know, sort of women that get given these huge responsibilities and it doesn't quite go very well. Mm. But have a calm. <laughs> I think uh, really good. Really I think good. possibly I relate. Um, possibly I understand Mo Uh, yeah well I I think yes it's the it's the politics meets human caring and whilst whilst I think god who would want to inherit a crisis like a um, Mm. an alien spacecraft crashing into Middlesbrough it's a little nod isn't it at who wants to be in charge of difficult choices but sometimes we just have when you're the cleverest one in the room like Yvonne and nobody's listening to you the rest must suffer Hello, my name is Nathaniel, uh, Nathaniel Curtis, and I am playing Lance, who is a very uptight, very entitled um, gossip columnist, basically. And uh, what 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 is the most likable thing about him? The f- um <laughs> the fact that <laughs> the, you know what? Yeah, the fact that he's brought down many a peg by a very strong woman. Admirable. <laughs> Very good. And you, you and Tracy Ann have worked together before. We oh. have, we have. We worked on It's a Sin together on my first big job. And she is truly one of, she's a she's an absolute goddess to work with. She's wonderful. Oh, wow. Um, we're talking to literally the next big thing. How amazing that you have managed to take time out of your schedule. I'll always have time here. for you. I love you. I love You're, you. Oh, so like, so brilliant in It's a Sin. There are no words. Um, I love Lance because he's like every lunatic sort of truther going. He's just, he's, 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 yeah, you're completely right. He's the damaging voice of the media. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Really good. And it's, it's the kind of people who just, who think that they're speaking the truth, but actually what, and they're so, they've convinced themselves that they have the right to say all this nonsense, but actually it's just so damaging and yeah. they don't care who gets hurt as long as they are hurt, as long as people pay them attention. And it's absolutely disgusting. Well, you couldn't have done it brilliantly. He was a real brat. You're Lance. <laughs> thank you. Which is so not you. What a brilliant actor you are. Oh, Tracy, thank you. You'll make me blush. <laughs> Good. And this has been your first day of remote recording. Yeah, it's been... So I I have only done a little bit of um, voice work before and I've loved it. Um, And it's been 
it's been very strange from going into the studio and, you know, like socially distanced, say hello to everyone, to actually trying to set up, um, <laughs> trying, trying to set up a little makeshift, like cubby in my my little shack <laughs> above a chicken shop. <laughs> I've tried to do my best, but I don't know if I'm very good at it. <laughs> well, thank thank you both very much for coming in and doing this. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Just imagining James Goss talking to this sort of cast, like a plaster cast of a leg or something, and just <laughs> how's it going? To... Well, it's a bit. I've I've set. <laughs> I've, I've set. <laughs> and if you want to get your ears wrapped around this rather special torture release, just go to bigfinish.com and type Middlesbrough into the search pane at the top, and I'm sure something will pop up indeed. And don't forget to type it in the middle. Uh, coming up right now, it's listeners' emails. That's right, and you don't have to type much in to, t- to tell that I, I, I do love emails. It's, hi it's, there. It's hi, hi there. Uh, if you want to get in touch, just type in podcastbigfinish.com in your email entry dossier, and you will be able to send them over to us where they may get read, they may not, who knows. Sometimes the postman turns up, sometimes the postman just doesn't. Uh, this one here, first one from Alex Pass. Uh, subject of this one, the bods in white coats are coming. Brackets, it's too darn hot. You're not <laughs> wrong. Uh, Possibly the heat is getting to me, but does anybody else hear the music for the latest review section and imagine IT crowd-style Benji and Nick figures dancing around in a small disco? Well, that's because we do. That's exactly what we do. I'm exhausted. It's very tiring work. Uh, No, I'd uh, best not ask if the intro to listeners' emails has Benji blowing a tiny trumpet uh, as Nick throws printouts in the air. No, but it has got Greg going... Like that uh, in the background. Uh, all the best, gents. Big Al. Uh, sent from my padded cell. Hey, at least it's got Wi-Fi. Well, you're one up from me, mate, because I haven't had Wi-Fi since last Friday, and here I am finally in the land of the living. There we go. Uh, next up, Paul Jones writes in uh, ne- Nebulous Four. There's an Ooh. interesting way of spelling Nebulous in that uh, title. Nebulous. Um, dear Nicholas and Benjamin, oh, she's just going to offend Benji there. It just means I'm in trouble. Ben, Benjamin's Ben Ben offends me. Benjamin's okay. It just means I'm in trouble. Okay, Benjamin. Benjamin. Uh, I was Mum. re-listening Sal. to Graham. <laughs> I was re-listening to Graham. A little reference to First Action Beyond. Yeah. So, yeah. If you haven't listened to it, it's available at BigFinish.com. Hi there. Hi. I was re-listening to Graham Duff's excellent Quatermass parody, Nebulous, the other day, and a thought struck me. Now, Nebulous, it was a sort of Quatermass parody. It was also a Doctor Who parody, and it was also kind of its own thing. And it's the thing that I worked on years ago as director, sound designer, and composer for Radio 4. Uh, starring, And it was starring... Um, Mark Gatiss. Yeah, Mark Gatiss, yeah. I was just I was thinking of Mark, but I was thinking, who else? And, uh, yeah, loads of great people. Um Graham Crowden was in it, of course, playing Nebulous's boss, the late great lamented, uh, and uh, and Steve Coogan turned up in it. You know, aha! He, he would hate it if 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 I. I said didn't I, say yeah, that to yeah. him when he turned I, I, up. Yeah, I think he wouldn't like that. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I, I asked him to write a note on his script, and I said, uh, and I said, have you got, uh, have you got a pencil there? Uh, I can I can bring one in for you. He said, I've got a pen. I feel like I've won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's amazing. <laughs> Why don't Big Finish make a new series or two or three? Uh, uh, lots of Big Finish regulars were involved in the series. Directed by Nick, starring Mark Gates. Oh, look, he's saying all the stuff I said. And uh, David Warner and Graham Duff wrote Faith Stealers for the Eighth Doctor monthly series. It's true, he yeah, did. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if Graham doesn't have scripts ready for Series 4, ready to go. I think Graham's moved well on, but, I mean, it would be lovely to do it. There was talk of doing a TV series as well. Would work. Would work yeah. nicely. Well, who knows? Bod only knows why Radio 4 only made three series. that They referred to Bod a lot instead of God. Regards, Paul. Yeah, that's probably a no, though. But I did have a fantastic time working on that series. Good cult series, that. We used to laugh a lot. And then at three o'clock in the morning, I'd be editing it and listening to us all laughing. Suddenly, it wasn't quite so funny. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's laughing now? Uh, we've Not got one me. here uh, from Fatina Issa. Hello, Fatina. Uh, subject, BF kept me sane whilst moving. Um, ooh, my BF is in a box marked Big Finish. There we go. Um, oh, nice moving. Yeah, goodness only knows Hi what there. the builders thought. Hi there. Uh, Iron Engine Big. Uh, hey, hey. Smiley emoji, Uh I hope this email <laughs> finds you both well and in good health. Uh, I'm reaching out to say a massive thanks to Big Finish for keeping me sane throughout this past week whilst moving to a new place. Moving is stressful enough and hearing the timbers of familiar voices really helped. Uh, my ear things took in a broad range of stories. Callan 1 and 2, brackets, of course, uh, Space 1999, The Omega Factor, uh, oh. The Paternoster Gang, Masterful, and the latest Doctor Who, Out of Time 2, were just a handful of my listening. Amazing. I even revisited some of the classics, Sapphire and Steel, oh. The Holy Terror, uh, and Sirens of Time. Wow! As you may have gathered, I had a lot of packing and unpacking to do. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. I certainly know. I've had my fair share. Nick can see a load of boxes behind me yeah yeah um Thinking Great. about the variety of stories, I'm in awe of how far Big Finish has come since 1999. Uh, kudos to everyone involved in all aspects of the company. Oh. I'm proud to be with you since the beginning. Yeah, The beginning! Uh, uh, the original, uh, you might say. Uh, um, now, uh, about my siphoning my mortgage payment to feed my Big Finish habit, don't tell my financial planner. Sorry, oh. I, won't, I won't tell uh, them. Uh, your your planner I just think of it as like a little book <laughs> my little planner um, all the best lots of love from Chicago Fatina sent from my shiny new to me condo furry overlords have taken over they do instantly I got a, an advert on my phone uh, yesterday evening that yes. said join, it just said join the cat republic I've no um, idea what the cat republic is but I just love I. I love the idea that the cats have a republic definitely the no cat words. republic you have been summoned to the Cat Republic. <laughs> oh, well, that's lovely to hear. And, and uh, I, I think uh, Tambra is how you pronounce the uh, familiar voices thing. But I just like, loved hearing you say the timber of familiar timbra. voices. Timber. Sort of. Timber. Timber. Whatever. Words, anyway, it's all listen, words, mate. All words. It's words. It's words. Hi there. Hi there. Queen Victoria. Uh, that's it for this week. More emails. Guess when? It's only next time, isn't it? <gasps> wow. God, sidekick. 
We'll be dramatizing you with the worlds of Blake 7 at the end of this podcast. Oh. But now, in a break from the Big Finish podcast tradition, we're going to give you another dramatize. That's right. We went behind the scenes with it earlier on. But now it's time to hear the opening scenes of this week's tortured release, The Five People You Kill in Middlesbrough. Just a quick warning that this contains adult material that isn't suitable for children and that some listeners may find offensive. Yes, it's me, Yvonne Hartman, Torchwood. Have I got your attention? No. No. Don't get up. I'm going to tell you how I got where I am today. About the failure of the Icarus Protocol, about the fate of Middlesbrough, and of course, about those five people who had to go. (laughs) And... If you're good, there's still a chance of a happy ending. Are you sitting uncomfortably? Then let's end this. A pretty normal day. Light drizzle, buskers, unemployed actors handing out cereal bars. Well, no one knew a spaceship was going to fall on them. Only one person knew what would happen next. Me. You've reached Alfie Scott, Secretary of State for Defence. Leave a message, and my staff will get back to you. Alfie, Yvonne Hartman, Torchwood. About that spaceship sticking out of Middlesbrough, hmm? We're ready to help. One at a one at a time! <laughs> you, you, you're not shouting. I'll take a question from you. Yvonne Hartman, Torchwood Gazette. Uh, Minister, is it true the government has a plan in place for handling the Middlesbrough disaster? Well, let me start (laughs) by saying my thoughts are with the victims and their families. Each one a tragedy. Our heroes in the emergency services are containing the situation in a heroic manner. Minister, what's the Icarus protocol? What's that? News to me, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll just finish by telling everyone in Middlesbrough to stay at home, stay safe, stay on guard. The minister's not seeing anyone. Oh, he'll see me. Janice, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Tell him Yvonne Hartman's waiting. If he doesn't see me, I'll ask some more questions at tomorrow's press conference. Very well-informed questions. Thank you, Janice. Oh, and um, could you rustle up a chamomile tea? I find it very soothing on the vocal cords when I'm shouting. 
Two minutes, Miss Hartman. <laughs> oh, Yvonne, please, Alfie. Do sit down. In the naughty chair? No. I'll take yours. <clears throat> oh, what a view, Alfie. What a lovely leather chair. <laughs> Do you know, there's a smashing bit in Herodotus where a corrupt judge is executed and his son, appointed in his place, is made to sit on a chair made out of his father's skin. <laughs> Never forget our mistakes, Alfie. What happened to the Icarus Protocol? Classified, as they say. Yes, I know. I classified it. Torchwood put together a cross-party pan-departmental rapid response plan in case an extraterrestrial object fell anywhere within the Empire. I sat in every committee, I ate every biscuit and... Oh. Your tea, Yvonne. Oh, thank you, Janice. Oh, oh, that's delicious. Oh, thank you. That girl is a treasure. And I drank every cup of tea. And we got it done. The Icarus Protocol. We'd throw a force dome around the crash site, evacuate civilians, contain any survivors, but instead, Alfie, I can't help noticing that Middlesbrough is an unevacuated smoking ruin with an exploding spaceship in the middle of it. Plans are all right, <laughs> but uh, we have to react to the situation uh, reactively. Implement the Icarus Protocol and there'll be no situation on the ground. No, we're, we're going in a different direction, I'm afraid. Yes, so are the atoms and the spaceship's engines. No, I'm listening to experts whose expertise says otherwise... It's a bomb. Bombs go boom. <laughs> no, well, I find plain speaking means nimble thinking. Oh, well, you're as nimble as cement. And you're rude. <laughs> Activate the Icarus Protocol. Prove me wrong. <laughs> no. Alfie, what did you spend the money on? <clears throat> oh, I knew it. I knew it. We're defenceless. Not at all. We reframed the core ambitions of the Icarus Protocol into a more ambitious solution. Plain speaking. <laughs> Who told you to say that? What did you spend the money on? We... We threw up a ring of concrete by repurposing and extending an existing transit thoroughfare. Wait. You built a road? A bypass. Consultants assured us that it will prove 70% as efficient as the Icarus Protocol for 40% of the outlay. The Icarus Protocol could have protected anywhere within minutes. Your bypass. I mean, is it in Middlesbrough? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, oh. Is it in your constituency? Ah, <laughs> uh, right, right. And how are you going to move a road to Middlesbrough before the city explodes? Ah, well, technically, <laughs> Middlesbrough isn't a city. And that'll make the mass slaughter a little more acceptable, will it? I say as I see. Oh, Dalfi! <sighs> oh. Janice, has she gone? Right then, alert Beecham's office. Hartman's on the prowl. Well, just go to bigfinish.com, type in Middlesbrough, remember that, yeah? Put that in there, and that's where you'll find it. Right, now it's time for... The 
Vim, Random Point Selectatron, where we give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Oh, God. We're in, we're be? running, we're rocking, we're running, and Ooh. it is Karnaki, the Ghost Finder. Oh, that's good, isn't it? A bit of um, a swerve from the usuals there. Yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, let's, let's have uh, the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Karnaki, the Ghost Finder. I should think I had watched for about an hour and a half, when, suddenly, I heard a faint noise away up the corridor. I was immediately conscious of a queer, prickling sensation about the back of my head, and my hands began to sweat a little. The following instant, the whole end of the passage flicked into sight in the abrupt glare of the flashlight. There came the succeeding darkness, and I peered nervously up the corridor, listening tensely and trying to find what lay beyond the faint glow of my dark lamp, which now seemed ridiculously dim by contrast with the tremendous blaze of the flash power. And then, as I stooped forward, staring and listening, there came the crashing thud of the door of the grey room. The sound seemed to fill the whole of the large corridor and go echoing hollowly through the house. I tell you, I felt horrible, as if my bones were water, simply beastly. Jove, how I did stare and how I listened. And then it came again. Thud. 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 And then a silence that was almost worse than the noise of the door. For I kept fancying that some awful thing was stealing upon me along the corridor. And then suddenly, my lamp was put out, and I could not see a yard before me. I realised all at once that I was doing a very silly thing sitting there, and I jumped up. Even as I did so, I thought I heard a sound in the passage and quite near me. I made one backward spring into my room and slammed and locked the door. I sat on my bed and stared at the door. I had my revolver in my hand, but it seemed an abominably useless thing. I felt that there was something on the other side of that door. For some unknown reason, I knew it was pressed up against the door and it was soft. That was just what I thought. Most extraordinary thing to think. Presently, I got hold of myself a bit, and marked out a pentacle hurriedly with chalk on the polished floor. And there I sat in it, almost until dawn. And all the time, away up the corridor, the door of the grey room thudded at solemn and horrid intervals. It was a miserable, brutal night. Big Finish. We love stories. Plenty of good stories in there for this one. The Gateway of the Monster, The House Among the Laurels, The Whistling Room, The Horse of the Invisible, The Searcher of the End House, and The Thing Invisible. Oh. And two great actors playing the, the main roles, Dan Starkey and Joseph Kloska, um, uh, yeah, are doing a fantastic job there. You um, couldn't so, ask for more, could you? Well, I no, I suppose not. Yeah. So, um, uh, right, while I email Jackie uh, at Big Finish Towers, uh, the fictional Big Finish Towers, uh, to make sure she puts the offer live, Benji, will you explain how uh, you get your discount? It would be an honour. All you have to do is go to bigfinish.com and type 
in uh, no you don't type in anything what am I talking about just type go to bigfinish.com <laughs> you, like. you could if you like go on the menu go across the podcast click podcast and it'll have the latest podcast once you're in the latest podcast click read more and in read more in the blurb it'll say click here and enter the code buck up that's buck up b-u-c-k-u-p all capital letters no spaces no punctuation no complication food and ample parking for the nation oh, uh, you just snap that one right in there and you'll get your discount and it's great you know why why wouldn't you want a discount 25 percent off you're laughing yeah. Yeah. you're laughing to the bank you, <laughs> you save some money yeah, if that money me. was a football you would have saved it from i don't know going in the goal or something that's a good point yeah. mm-hmm. right well thank you very much anyway ran for your continuing inspiration next week's podcast christmas comes early as we open the box of delights oh. oh this one really is exciting this all-star brand new adaptation of john macefield's beloved classic features Derek jacoby mina anwar annette badland uh louise jameson mark gatis lisa bauman dan scott Dan Starkey, David Warner, many more great actors. Directed by Barnaby Edwards with a fantastic score by Joe Kramer. It's going to be amazing. It certainly is. We'll be going behind the scenes and drama teasing you with it too. Uh, we'll be giving you a tease of Jago and Lightfoot Series 14 as well. <gasps> wow. Right. Wizard. Uh, but it's, it's good, isn't it? It's going to be a good one. Um, I, I mean, I, I hope this one was a good one. I, I mean, was it? Uh bit needy bit needy Briggs yeah, uh, possibly possibly yeah a bit embarrassing sorry, sorry. Uh, but, but for now <laughs> it's time for us to say thanks for listening and we hope you can join us uh, for next week's exciting podcast thanks, thanks for, listening, for listening and we and hope we you hope can you join, can us, join for us for next week's, week's exciting, exciting podcast. podcast I can tell those are just going to get longer and longer it's like when I when I had to sing Sylvester McCoy in the cast singing a Christmas song and everybody was singing the Christmas song at different speed and pitch. That was a day's work. That was a day's work of correcting that. Thanks, guys. Hi there. Time now for the return of Baben the Berserker. Don't know why I said it like that. last one of you. <laughs> My boy will see to that. How long has she been like this? Almost an hour. Oh, this is an outrage! Don't you know who I am? I'm not one of your petty criminals. You know that, don't you? I'm not some common smuggler. The hell! I'm not even as low as a political prisoner. I am... I know who you are. 
We all know who you are. Then you will treat me with the respect that I deserve. Believe me, that is exactly what you will get. Bring the prisoner forward. Prisoner? <laughs> you are beneath me, all of you. Take your stinking hands off me, or I'll bite them off. I'll... Be quiet, please. Not while this outrage continues. I won't rest until every person you ever knew pays the price for this indignation. Muzzle, please. Touch me again and I'll rip your face off. I'll cover it with milk and eat it for breakfast. I'll... The muzzle delivers a small electric shock every time you try to speak. The shock will increase until you stop. Higher levels can cause permanent damage to the muscles in your face. I would recommend you stop talking. Thank you, Prisoner 6C7B. This hearing is being recorded, and a copy will be available at a later date if you wish to review it. As you know, I am Warden Winter, overseer of the Vankberg Vault. Also present are 18... 17 Federation guards from today's duty roster. There should be more, but you've killed most of them. Prisoner 6C7B. You stand accused of orchestrating a prison break with six other inmates. During the attempted escape, you and your fellow prisoners killed 26 guards and 13 fellow inmates. You also caused severe damage to this facility. Evidence has been cross-examined and verified. You have been found guilty of the crimes outlined against you. As warden of this facility, I have final say on your punishment. Death does not offer you the chance to repay your debt to society. I therefore sentence you to something much, much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Final call for the passage liner Star Queen. Departing from gate 23F. Departure gate change for Star Flight D113 to Jeffron. Please proceed to gate 9C immediately. He's not coming. Madison, you don't know that. It's an educated guess, Avalon. You should try them sometime. Why do you have to presume the worst? Because that's what usually happens. At least since I met you, anyway. Look, he's not even late yet. Can we keep some optimism, please? No one is forcing you to still be with me, are they? Forcing? No. But you've narrowed down the options for me, haven't you? We've been on the move for two months now, and what do we have to show for it? We're out of credits, washed up on a backwater spaceport, hoping for someone you've never met before to rescue us. Ballister Gateway is hardly a backwater, and we don't need rescuing. So being penniless and marooned is all part of your plan, is it? Why are we even doing this? Quiet. Save us! He's coming! They're out there. They're coming. You. Me? 
you know, he's coming to save you. I have nothing to give you. He's out there, Blake. He's coming to free us, all of us. The Liberator will save us all. Troopers, come on. You, be on your way, citizen. He's coming. Blake and his crew, they're going to free us all, you'll see. All right, you've had too much Soma. You're coming with us. That's why we're doing this, Madison. So that people can be free again. Drunk people. Free them! <laughs> Blake will save us all! Yeah, time to move. But we're supposed to be meeting your contact here in four minutes. I've already made contact. What? How? That's him. Over there. Oh? You're sure? Quite sure. Excuse me. I'm from Ellicott. I'm trying to get to Earth. Uh, do you know the way? The fastest route is via Cygnus Beta. There's a transport leaving in an hour. That's not true. Avalon, I... No names. Not here. Of course. I have a ship. Lead the way. I've already got clearance for departure. Once we're on board, I'll get us moving. Oh, you have a Rambler-class ship. I haven't seen one of these since I was 12. It's old, but it serves its purpose. A Mark V. Twin coaxial engines with thermotronic distribution compensators, glycinide ballast tanks, delamantigrav gyros fitted as standard. You know your ships. Not all ships. Uh, when I was 10, I spent the summer reading civilian ship manuals. The Rambler-class was a favorite of mine. It was a hobby for a while. A ship spotter, eh? And you can still remember all of that? Don't ask. Well, the truth is the Lena isn't much of a ship, I'm afraid. It's not the sort of cruiser I had when I was Chief Protector of Ellicard. Before the Federation took control. Yes. Ellicard was on the edge of Federation territory until last year. Now it's a frontier world, a stepping stone to further expansion. So instead of running the planet, now you're running the Resistance? miss being in power, do you? There is no resistance on Elagard, not in any organized sense. I'm no leader, and I'm no resistance fighter either. My background was in computer languages before I became chief protector. This isn't about power, it's about choice for the people of Elagard. The Federation has taken that away from us. They've destroyed our churches, they have conscripted our young adults into their army. They have... You practice religion? Our worship is in secret now. You know it's all nonsense, don't you? Madison! Well, it is. It's an unhealthy throwback to a more primitive time. That's why the Federation had to ban it. You have quite a closed mind, don't you? Not at all, I... Barrister Gateway Harbourmaster. This is civilian cruiser Lena requesting clearance for departure. Ven Norrell, meet Argo Madison. He's one of your people. I'm afraid so. I am not people. Civil cruiser Lena, you are cleared for departure. Exit vector 972. And is he always this opinionated? They're not opinions. You can't argue with facts. That's enough. Exit vector confirmed, Ballister. What? Are you angry with me? Norrell, how can we help you? 
When the Federation came, they destroyed most of our religious texts and artifacts, but one of them survived, the Tannis Stone. It's been the symbol of our leaders since we left Earth. It's used in the coronation of the Chief Protector. I was the last to wear it. And now the Federation has it. If we can get it back, it could help to rally your people. A symbol of the Resistance. Something to fight for. Precisely. Where is the Tannis Stone? If I can take it back to my people, they'll see it as a sign. A sign from God. And they'll join me in the fight. Where is it? You'll be helping to free an entire planet. Civilian cruiser Lena, you're clear of our docking matrix. Safe journey. Laurel, where... Where is the Tannis Stone? It's being held in the Vankberg Vault. The Berg. You've heard of it? The Vankberg Vault is notorious. I'm surprised you haven't. I didn't say that. It's a high-security facility for dangerous prisoners. Killers, maniacs, political agitators. Your kind of crowd. It's impenetrable. You're right. Security's impressive. There's no way we can get inside there. Finally, we agree on something. There is a way. Shouldn't you be flying your ship? It's on auto. Lena can take care of things. The Rambler-class autopilot function was notoriously problematic. She'll be fine. The Berg was supposed to be impossible to escape from, but there was a jailbreak. I managed to get a copy of the official report. Classified, of course. It's all there. A group of prisoners tried to escape, left 39 dead, and half of the station in pieces. Only one prisoner made it off the Berg alive. The important point is that the station is being repaired. They've moved the surviving prisoners to other facilities and left a skeleton crew on board. The Tannis Stone is stored in their archive vault. All we have to do is get ourselves on board as a repair crew, find the archive vault, and get out of there. Oh, is that all? I thought it was going to be risky. Do you want to know our chances of your plan succeeding? No. Oh. I've been planning this for months, Madison. Everything is in place. I just need some professional help to get me into the vault. Norrell, even if we could get on board, and Madison's right, it is a big if, we don't know how to find this archive vault. There are no plans listed here. We'd be searching blind. I have faith. God will guide us. Maybe not God. We need someone who has been there. Someone who knows their way around the Berg. Someone like him. Oh, you're kidding. You want us to recruit the mastermind behind the jailbreak? Well, he's unhinged. If you want to get the Tannis Stone, he's the only one who can help us. He'll never do it. He's only out for himself. Besides, he's on the run. No one can find him. Leave that to me. I don't see how you can expect to find him when the Federation can't. I'm going to contact him through the filigree. Care to explain? It's an informal network of free agents. Mercenaries, smugglers, thieves. My kind of crowd. Sounds wonderful. If you're looking for something or someone, you can usually find it by accessing the filigree. It's a decentralised peer-to-peer database, encrypted with an involving base code. The Federation's best computers can't crack it, even if they knew of its existence. 
Impressive. And it's accessed by invitation only. I've worked hard for this, so if you wouldn't mind giving me some privacy. Right, of course. You too, Madison. Me? Go see if you can help Norrell with something. Like what? Oh, please. Identity, Avalon. Filigree access granted. Oh, that's it. I'm in. Come on. Come on. What? Baben? What, you don't know me? Yes, of course. Your reputation precedes you. Well, then who else would I be? My reputation is well-deserved, but you, you I don't know. But you call me via the filigree. You obviously move in the right circles. Who are you? My name is Avalon. I'm... Oh, the freedom fighter. It seems I have a reputation as well. An idealist. I admire a woman with vision. But I have no interest in fighting for one of your little causes. My principles cannot be bought. Not cheaply, anyway. I wanted to talk to you about the Vankberg Vault. Oh, the Berg? Can I? I always like to meet an admirer of my work. I want to break into it. <laughs> I like you, Avalon. You're an idealist. And a fool. A pretty fool at that. I'm going to break into the Archive Vault. Yeah. You've been there. You know your way around. And I need you to help me. You don't have that kind of money. I can offer you something else. Something far more valuable to you. I doubt that. I've been over the Archive's inventory. There is an item stored there that you want. The Bonan Gourd. The Bonan? You're sure? Certain. I'm sending you the file now. Ah. I propose a mutually beneficial alliance. We help you get on board undetected. You lead us to the Archive Vault. You will meet me at these coordinates. It goes without saying that you will not be late. I detest tardiness. And if you are stupid enough to deceive me, you will, of course, die. Painfully. And I'm in charge. No, this is my operation. Damn it. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.